Hello, and welcome back to the Journey to Motherhood podcast. I am your host, Quashonda Everett, and you are listening to episode 11, featuring a guest named Daydriana Hayes. Daydriana will be sharing her personal journey to motherhood. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Daydriana. Hi, Quashonda. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm glad that you came on. I always start off by just introducing how I met the guest. And I was scrolling um, on Instagram on my Journey to Motherhood podcast Instagram account. And I ran a- across one of um, Daydriana's posts. And I was just reading it. And I was like, she needs to be on podcast. Like, So I said, well, let me just write her and see if she'll do it. And you responded and you're here. And I really appreciate, I'm I'm so excited that I'm just able to interview people from everywhere. And you're from? So I am originally from Houston, Texas, but I now live in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So I'm excited to have people just from all over the place um, able to come on and share their story. So I'll just go ahead and let you get started. Thank you so much. First and foremost, I just want to say thank you for reaching out to me. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. I really, really value um, social media as a tool in a community. Um, It's so funny because I think that uh, culturally, we think that a lot of these people that are on Instagram, that they're not necessarily people. And so people are afraid to reach out to them. Um, So I'm really, really thankful and grateful that you reached out to me um, because... Mm -hmm. I am sure we will be learning a lot from each other. Um, So I'm just going to just start off about my journey to motherhood. Um, So for me, um, that journey began last year, um, 2019. um, And I got engaged. I actually was living in New York City um, in the Big Apple, super just like on my own, living in a studio apartment, um, doing like the young millennial thing, but I got engaged. It was literally the best moment I could have ever asked for in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, my mm-hmm. now husband, um, was living in Atlanta. Um, but shortly after we got engaged, I found out that I was pregnant, um, which of course mm-hmm. was like even more exciting, but pretty jarring, honestly. Um, because I was like, having to move from New York City. So I'm originally from Houston, Texas. So I moved from uh, Houston, Texas to Atlanta, then to New York City, um, and then back to Atlanta. Um, And I had been in New York for about three years. So there was this period, an adjustment for me, where God was kind of shifting me into a new dimension. So like not Mm -hmm. only this journey to motherhood, but also like this journey of becoming like a very adult woman like I was still navigating Mm -hmm. who I was as a person um and so I remember (laughs) it's a funny story I remember being here in Atlanta and I live a little bit outside of the city so we're in the suburbs and I was icing cupcakes and I was pregnant icing cupcakes um for a graduation party and I just started crying (laughs) my fiance was like what's wrong with you and I was like so much has changed. I was like six months ago, I was in New York going to parties and brunches. And now (laughs) I'm sitting here. I said cupcakes. I was like really kind of trying to understand 
and wrap my mind around all of these beautiful things that I had prayed for. Don't get me wrong. This is this is mm-hmm. has been my dream. Um, mm-hmm. But I was wrapping my mind around everything happening so fast. Um, and to be mm-hmm. very honest with you and all the listeners out there, um, you know, I was one of those people that like, shoot, I would pray to God and ask him for things and trust in him. But I would trust in him just enough. But not really mm-hmm. expect for him to like fully fulfill mm-hmm. to me. So it was it was astonishing for me at that time. But um so we're pregnant. I'm I'm in Atlanta. I'm getting adjusted to being in the suburbs. I'm getting adjusted to what it looks like to be a fiance. We're in, you know, premarital counseling. We're, you know, re mm-hmm. relearning each other living in the same space um because we hadn't done that before. Um and the pregnancy is going great. It's going fine. So alongside my journey of understanding myself, um, I decided that, you know what, I'm going to go to the source to understand what's going on. So I started actually doing these Instagram devotionals. Um, and there were just these Instagram lives where I just was having a conversation with those who also were trying to figure out like, what is their purpose? What is their calling? And, you know, trying to mm-hmm. understand this shift that you have in your life. Um, and at the time I was uh, 23 weeks, actually, um, 23 weeks pregnant, healthy, no problems, no complications. And in the middle of my, um, Instagram lives, I started to feel contractions. Um, but I'm thinking to myself, like, Hey, this is Braxton Hicks, or this is, you know, I'm thinking that it's something else. Um, this is my first pregnancy. So I really didn't know what to expect. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm thinking, you know, that everything's fine. Um, I I call one of my girlfriends. She's like, yeah, it might be Braxton Hicks, but it might be real contractions. Like you, you know, you want to check on that. And then from Mm -hmm. there, um, we, I I realized that I actually was having contractions and because I was having those contractions, my fiance was like, let's go ahead and call the doctor. But I'm still, you know, I had just gotten done doing a Bible study. So like, Everything in my body was rooted in, like, faith in the word at the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not thinking anything mm-hmm. negative. We go to the doctor. Um, the doctor says, you know, well, you're dilating. And I remember just kind of looking at her really perplexed and confused. Um, mm-hmm. And she says, you're dilating. And I said, well, what does that mean? You know, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around all of this. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, that means that you're getting ready to go into labor. And I was like, that can't be. I was like, I'm not, I was like, I'm not even full term yet. There's no way I can go into labor. And she says, well, you, you are. Um, And so Mm -hmm. the really unfortunate thing at that time was that um, the hospital we were being serviced at was not equipped to serve us. They didn't have a NICU center. They didn't even have labor and delivery. And no one had ever Mm -hmm. even told us that. We have been going to this hospital for the last four or five months. And we actually had to advocate uh, for ourselves to even be transferred because they were not going to transfer us. Um, But gratefully, we got a transfer. Um, We go ahead and get to the, uh, uh, you know, center that can actually um, provide for us, give us what we need. I had a cerclage, um, you know, and then everything was like, okay, we just need to get to the next two days. It was just like two days I needed to get through. Um, mm-hmm. and we did, we got to those two days, the doctor came in to check on me 
And then he told me, um, your son's heartbeat has stopped. And oh. there just was like a loud echoing, like in my spirit, in my body. Like I did, I couldn't feel myself. I felt like I was looking, mm. I was having an out of body experience. I was looking at myself. Um, and I mm-hmm. remember there being a split in my mind. Um, just so- something similar to the poem, like, you know, two, ro- two roads. Um, and on one road, it was like, I was looking at an image of, you know, this very doubtful negative image of like, look at you. You thought that you were going to go be this mother and have this happy family. And you've checked off all these things on this, these, on these boxes and you believe God and, but look at you now. And then there was another image that mm-hmm. was like, but God, you know, his promises, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And like, I was battling mm-hmm. between the two. Um, but just mm-hmm. to be a hundred percent honest, because I think this is something a lot of, um, you know, pe- women of faith, assume just because you have faith that you're not going to go through anything. But that, that mm-hmm. where I totally gave into that doubtful, that doubtful voice. Um, mm-hmm. I gave into that doubtful voice. Um, yeah. You know, I'm human at this point. Um, I remember that my grandmother-in-law wanted to pray and I said, I'm not praying. I said, you all can pray. And even now, like reflecting on it, like there still was enough faith in me to be like, you walk and pray. I'm not praying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's, you know, it's really weird. It's like you walk and pray, but I'm, I'm not praying. That's not going to come from me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then shortly afterwards, the doctor lets me know we have to, you know, they're going to have to induce my labor. We go into another room. They induce my labor. Um, there's just so much trauma there and fear. Everything's moving fast. It's like moving fast and slow at the same time. Like, honestly, like when people describe this concept of like time, like how God sees time, like that's how I felt. Like I just was in a space. Like, I don't know how long, how fast, how quick, how slow. I just was in that space and Mm -hmm. they induced my labor. I had a second epidural. So I actually had two epidurals in 48 hours. Um, And they induced my labor and my throat begins to close up. And I'm telling my husband, I'm like, I can't, I can't breathe. Like, I'm trying to talk. My body is shivering. I'm sweating. Um, and I tell the nurse, I can't breathe. Like, I'm, 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 I'm trying to breathe. Like, I can't breathe. And the nurse is telling me, no, you're fine. Like, you're just, you just had a bunch of trauma. You're fine. You're okay. And I was like, no. Like, I don't think, you're, like, something's wrong. And, like, they're, not, they're like, no, 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 no. You're fine. And like the nurses aren't listening to the fact that I'm saying that I'm having pain. My husband is advocating to the best of his ability. Um, we are both in our twenties. So we don't, we've never even had to navigate something like this or try to convince a hospital, you know, to listen to us um, mm-hmm. because we're trusting them. Um, and eventually um, my husband, you know, and this is really interesting because people try to label black men as like aggressive, but he had to at that moment mm-hmm. be aggressive to save my life um, mm-hmm. and tell them, you all uh, need to listen to her. She is saying she can't breathe. Um, and another nurse came in and they took me all of, all of, off of all of the medicines, all the IV, come to find out I was actually having an anaphylactic reaction in the middle of my labor being induced. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a split second, I remember I asked, I said, why hasn't my water broken? And they're like, oh, your water has broken. 
still at this point, they're still not really listening to the fact that like, I know my body, I'm learning to govern my body. And my body is also recognizing that I can't trust these people here because they're not listening to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and so I'm mustering up as much strength and courage as I can to still understand how to govern my body. Um, And they're like, no, your water has, I said, it hasn't. I was like, this might be my first, you know, childbirth, but it hasn't broken. Um, and it was as the doctor walked in the room and she said, no, your, your, your water has broke broken. I said, no, it hasn't. She leaves the room 30 seconds later, my water breaks and my son comes out. There was no doctor in the room. There was like, there was like one or two nurses. A nurse was able to grab him. Um, and my body just froze. Like, I couldn't move. I don't even quite, to be honest with you, the, the breathe, my ability to breathe, my ability to still have blood running through my veins, I know now, like, that wasn't me. That was nothing that I was doing as a human on my own. It was all, all God because my body was completely frozen. Um, and... Yeah, my body, my body was frozen because there was so many layers of trauma just compounded mm-hmm. on top of one another. Just everything that I mm-hmm. thought and believed that I knew about faith and relationship with Christ and hospitals and trusting hospitals and advocacy, um, you know, and, and I'm not and definitely don't want to say that I'm out here trying to toot my own horn. But I am well educated. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I can uh, very intelligent, can vocalize and and you know share with the best of them, um, and do what needs to be done. Um, and yet, and still, it was as if in that moment, this compounded um, trauma of hospitalization um, made uh, made all of the other underlying challenges even more even more difficult. Um, mm-hmm. and so, mm. yeah, so that, that was, that was, you know, the, the really, that in itself was the big, like my, my first experience with motherhood. Um, it took a lot of healing, a lot of, um, yeah. therapy, um, and a lot of me learning to trust and love God again, because I was, I was mm-hmm. furious. I was I was like, how dare you? How dare you give me this blessing and take it away? And then yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until the last day with my son, because we kept our son um in the recovery room with us for a few days. And my husband and I sat together and we held him and we both decided we're gonna go ahead and surrender him back to God. And like it's crazy, even as I say it, because human thinking is like, why would you like, why are you still talking about God at this point? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you feel like he's the one who did this and you feel like he's the one who put you all through this, this pain and trauma. But we surrendered mm-hmm. our son back to God. And I remember journaling afterwards and I was journaling and like God began to show me himself in a new way um I remember specifically 
asking, asking him, I need you, I need you to show me, show me on a sign, show me in some music, show it in an animal, in some mm-hmm. dirt, in the air, in the sky, make it happen. Like you're going to have to make it clear. And he did. And I, re- I remember mm-hmm. recalling exactly, okay, what was that weekend? I graduated from Spelman. The weekend I went into labor was we had just uh, finished this our celebration of Founders Day, which is really important for us as alumna, is that we we celebrate Founders Day at Spelman. I want to say it might have been like 130-something years. We had, so that was a really big moment for me. And then it was also leading mm-hmm. into Resurrection Weekend. I lost my fun on the mm-hmm. um, the 19th of April. So it was like the finishing mm-hmm. of Resurrection Weekend. And God showed me through those dates and God showed me through also, it was so weird. I had never seen a hummingbird a day in my life. Um, but a hummingbird used to come on our patio every morning when I would be when I would be outside journaling. And at first I was annoyed and a little a little scared by it. I'm like, why is this bird keep coming coming around here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But eventually I was like, you know what, let me look up what, what does a hummingbird mean? And you know, I just began to to learn to look a little deeper with not my natural Mm -hmm. eyes of what was going on Mm -hmm. um, and really, really hold very strongly to God. I'm not asking you why I am asking you how you're going to get me through this. (laughs) I can't, you, you don't owe me the why God, like you don't owe me the why to the reason that you did what you did. I said, but what I do know that you owe me as your child and what you've promised me in the past is how you're going to get me through this. Um, the peace that oh my, is all understanding. Yes. And, you know, I finally got that. I'll be honest, because, you know, some people it's a year, two years, three years. Personally, I got that in October of 2019. I put on my first mm-hmm. um virtual healing conference and this is the power of social media um i began searching different hashtags i just i would search mm-hmm. lost moms angel moms like you know i was like i need to find community like i know that i'm not the only one who's going through this and you know surprisingly mm-hmm. for me which i shouldn't have been surprised about it about it that there was no there was like huge lack of diversity on social media when I would search mm-hmm. these topics and I would see like maybe one or two women of color. Mm-hmm. And that really, it didn't infuriate me, but it, it bothered me. Um, and it bothered me enough to say, well, if it's not there, easily accessible, then I'm going to create it. I'm going to use this time of my recovering and my grief journey and trying to understand the how I'm going, I'm going to create that space. And yeah. I have, I do have background experience in like instructional design and technology and creating courses and like mm-hmm. how all the things in social media works. And I was like, I'm just going to create it. So I began to just create a space and I began to just share my story unapologetically. And I didn't worry about a perfect picture or worry about something sounding right. Like I just began to share and God mm-hmm. just began to bring these different people into my life who was like, hey, I went through, through that too. Or, hey, oh my God, I'm, you know, can I pray for you? Or, you know, hey, can we just mm-hmm. sit and talk and cry? You know, and I, be, I began to build real friendships and, and, and sisterhood with women 
that I have never met in my life. There's one woman at my virtual mm-hmm. healing conference I did in October, um, the Beauty for Ashes conference. We had five speakers, one of them who was actually from South Africa. She presented and she shared about, you know, the lack of diversity, lack of resources there. We had attendees from France. And here I am, like, thinking very, like, you know, I'll be honest, small-minded that, oh, this only happened to me. Small-minded. You know, but it's like on such a larger scale that our sisters of color who have also experienced this loss from abroad are feeling these same changes uh, or in these same impacts Mm -hmm. and the same trauma. Um, Mm -hmm. And it just, it completely shifted what I even thought my purpose in life was. And I think for me though, Mm -hmm. particularly when people ask me, well, how did you heal so quickly? And I was like, it's not, again, that concept of like space. I've just been in a space. I can't, I can't tell you that it was time that healed. It was space and the space that I allowed Mm -hmm. God to move in and the space that I created for God to move in. And that space that I dedicated myself to um, and even Mm -hmm. what I actively did in that space, which was I traded my ashes for God's beauty. Like I said, here, God, take take this doubt, take this fear, take this anxiety, take this loss, take all of that, God, and and do with it what you want to do. And he, he really did mold it into what I can say for my, my young, my latter 20s. <laughs> um, he has molded it into one of the most beautiful, humbling experiences I have ever Girl, you are preaching to me. You are preaching to me. You are preaching to me. <laughs> Because I feel the same exact way about my platform and what I wanted to do with this podcast. And I started off with just a handful of folks that I knew personally who had dealt with infertility or suffered losses. And I knew that God had laid this on my heart to do it. I didn't know how in the beginning. And then I came across the podcasting thing. And um, I just had a handful of people. And I said, well, after a while, like I, I need more than four mm-hmm. folks you know, that I know personally. And it's like people like you and other folks that I do not know who are reaching out or I'm reaching out to them and they're willing to come on. And it's like, this is the 10th episode and I have about four more recordings this week with people. And it's just, it's crazy to me how it's just all like falling in place and the feeling of purpose. Like every time I hit publish on one of these episodes, Mm. the purpose, the feeling of, oh, this is why I went through that. Yeah, you know, know what I'm saying? It's like the, it, it's, it's <laughs> feeling. And I was just telling my coworker about it last week. I said the feeling of purpose. It just feels so good to know that your pain. God does not waste pain. Never. You know, and I feel like every time, every time we go through something, it's not all about us. It's to help someone else. So what you went through is definitely divine to bless someone else. And you ran across all of that so that you create, you could create your platform. To, to help other women of color maybe come forth and be brave enough to step out. I mean, I'm, I'm being honest to you. I went through infertility for a long time and I was not strong enough to come out and talk about it before I was blessed with a child. Mm. I, I wasn't strong enough. And to hear you doing this, still waiting on God to bless you again, 
it's just it's just phenomenal and i don't want you to ever give up on it just keep pushing and listen to his voice because what you are doing are is is powerful and you're still there and you're just waiting on his hand to move and you're just you know while you're waiting you're still positive you're still full of faith and encouraging like you said people are asking you how do you get over something like that so quick like he's working through you and it's just amazing I had to say something because I couldn't keep quiet. I'm just rocking in my no, chair you as you're talking. And I'm like, oh, she's preaching to you me. Know, you don't know how much you just blessed me by sharing that. Because there are multiple yeah. times in the day where I'm like, God, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. God, I don't know if I'm saying the right thing. Yeah. God, the way that I, I think that, you know, something is supposed to manifest, it, it hasn't manifested. Like, I give, I can share this on the on the podcast now. There was... um an opportunity that I had gotten that was going to, you know, potentially be publicized. And, you know, it, it was going to be about our story and how we as a black couple was, were able to, you know, still stand and still get married and still have a very strong foundation and faith in it. It was something that didn't break us apart. And then COVID-19 comes and it's like completely delayed it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, mm-hmm. but, you know, and if, and this opportunity came at the same time that a, lo- a lot of other opportunities, my first speaking engagement was coming out. And then it was like, everything stopped. And I was like, God, but I thought, I thought that I was doing what you wanted me to do. I thought, you know, I like saying all these things. Mm-hmm. And so it's been hard to make this pivot. It, it has been, but mm-hmm. you just spoke so much mm-hmm. to my spirit and just encouraged me and, you did exactly what I actually called like you just transferred your faith to me and I I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much. Because, oh, absolutely. You know, sometimes we just we need a little a little jump start. <laughs> we need a little we need And it always comes through. And I'm telling you, I am learning more and more that it is coming through. You know, I I never ever have been a per, per person to focus on like non-supporters or people who don't clap when you win. Like I've never been a person that exemplify haters. I don't care about that. But he's always going to set up the right people, like people that you don't know. It's always folks that you don't even know, you've never met in your life that comes and encourage you, support you. You know, it's just it's amazing how he sets that up. The way you run across people and it's just like divine connection. Yeah. You're so right. And, and and again, like some of the mm-hmm. most amazing, and I've met some amazing people, don't get me wrong, through my other journeys, but like the the women that I've met met through this journey and through this community and this experience challenge my spirit and my faith and mold me in a totally different way. And it's something mm-hmm. that like, I, you know, I, I don't know if I just made a post about it one time or I don't, or a blog. I can't remember. Sometimes I just be writing. I don't even know where I'll be writing. <laughs> but I was talking yeah. about how, you know, we share as, you know, lost moms or, you know, moms of infertility, we share in a DNA with God that not every woman shares in. Like God gave up his oh, yeah. son. Like that's that's a prime example of like Mm -hmm. loss. Like you know, yes, loss for the surrender of the greater good. But like that is literally a shared piece of DNA that not every woman gets to share with God. Like that's a very special Mm -hmm. thing, Mm -hmm. and I think it is. And I remember. That's right. Mm -hmm. I think that we as a community have done such a disservice around 
not shifting our perspective to see that as something special. Mm-hmm. That is a special anointing to have carried mm-hmm. a spirit from heaven that is an angel that didn't get to live on this side of earth because honestly, mm-hmm. the ultimate goal is the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like that, that angel got to go straight back to the kingdom from your womb. Like that's really powerful. Mm. Yeah, that is. I've never, I've never seen, heard it like that. That's amazing. And wow. that is really powerful. And that, wow. you know, ultimately when I, when I consider the things that I do and the things that I share, um, I, I want ultimately for women to know the powerful identity that they carry because they share in that DNA and to, to look at it as more of a strength mm. than a weakness, um, as more of something that they mm-hmm. received versus what they lost, um, mm-hmm. because it's really transformative. Mm-hmm. And I get the enemy will come knocking and will make us down. Da- I mean, I, we, I'm, I'm probably like every other lost mom and that we were super confident full, you know, honestly, quote unquote, full of ourselves a little bit. <laughs> and then, you know, this loss comes, snatches the rug mm-hmm. from up under us and we doubt ourselves every step of the way. But you know what? I'm grateful for that doubt every day yeah. because that doubt puts me back on my knees so mm-hmm. I can align myself to God and make sure that I'm not getting in my way. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, that's right. And I remember a lot of my rough times when I I was in the process and I used to always say, why me? Like, why am I going through this? And my husband used to always say, everybody is Mm -hmm. not strong enough to handle it. And since in God, you know, you were assigned this because you can, you can take it, you can handle it. Everybody can't. And I always used to remember, like, I know that, you know, God knew that I would be vocal and that I would make sure that he's glorified and that I will open up this platform so other people can share. You know, he knew that you and I both would be vocal about it and and show, you know, who yeah. he is. So, yeah, that's yeah. so, so right. That's so, a blessing. You know, he's he he has been taking me on this journey and I feel like we're going to continue on this journey, I think. Um, when God blesses me um, to be a mother um, of of children on this side of of, of heaven, um, when He does do that, I know the work is not going to be done. I'm I'm still going to continue to be an advocate mm-hmm. for um, the angel mom community. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I know that for certain. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So do you have any um anything coming up with your Beauty for Ashes? Yes. Um, things I'm, that you I'm do? so glad that you conferences. That. So um I, you know, this has been such an incredible year. I know quarantine shut shut a lot of things down, but it really has been an incredible year thus far for me. Um, but I actually collaborated on a book with a couple of other amazing um angel mamas. Uh the book is called Don't Struggle in Silence. Mm-hmm. Um, there is going to be mm-hmm. a Meet the Authors event um, on 520. Um, and I can, I'm not sure if you'll put this in the show notes. Hopefully, I can share the link with you for the Meet the Authors event. Um, they're going to be giveaways and, and freebies. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're actually doing like a preview of the book um, at a super discounted price. Um, and it's just all these amazing, beautiful okay. stories, all women of color. The book collaboration mm-hmm. was created by a woman mm-hmm. of color as well. Um, really powerful story. So um, Don't Struggle in Silence is the book mm-hmm. that I've collaborated with. Um, and then lastly, God has, you know, he'll, he'll push you sometimes. <laughs> God has 
pushed me um, mm-hmm. into actually creating a special program um, specifically for moms who have experienced loss and they are wanting to go ahead and make that trade. They want to trade in those ashes and they want to learn how to navigate this space of healing and not just healing to become completely whole. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's going to be a special program titled Mm -hmm. um, Beauty for Ashes, the Ultimate Trade. Um, And enrollment for that Mm -hmm. will be on my Instagram page, um, just the link in bio. Um, So I'll make sure to give you that. So I'm just working on those two things. And, you know, just however God, God guides me. I'm I'm willing to go, honestly. <laughs> yeah, well, keep me in the loop about all of that stuff, and I will reshare it on all of my social media accounts to make sure that it gets out. And it was so nice to meet you. You blessed my heart and soul so much tonight. And um, I'm definitely going to keep in contact. You're you're such a special person. I have got to see what God is going to continue to do through you. I oh can't miss God, out thank on you it. So much. That was so kind of you. Oh. I'm telling you, I, I, it's just something special about you. And I just, I don't want to miss out. So I'll definitely be following and trying to keep up and just keep me in the loop with everything. Um, over to you. Thank you so much for having me, for reaching out to me. Um, and Absolutely. I look forward to continuing this relationship with you. 